Welcome to Force Lore Comics, your weekly update to the Star Wars universe as depicted in the Marvel comic books. Join your hosts Jim and Tim as they recap the releases of the previous week. For more in-depth talks about Star Wars, Jim and Tim can also be found on Our Certain Point of View, a Star Wars and Mandalorian podcast. Force Lore Comics and Our Certain Point of View are fan-based podcasts and have no affiliations with Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello there, and welcome to Force Lore Comics. I'm Tim. And I'm Jim. Yeah. We are here yeah. to bring you your uh, your weekly update, as you just heard a second ago, on uh, the current Star Wars comic books. Yahoo! Yeah. What day is it? I think it's March the 17th. I think I think that makes it St. Party's Day. That does. It's yeah. time to celebrate the beautiful Emerald Isle. Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. As all of our listeners know, uh, Jim and I currently are on the East Coast. Yeah, the Jim and I. Uh, Jim and I are currently on the East Coast of the United States, but uh, way back when, or for one of us, not so long back when, we had some people who were from Ireland, so we always like St. Patrick's Day. It's it's fun. For my family, it goes way back. It was in the 1750s, at least. Yeah, yeah. My family's been here since the 1750s, apparently. But I got the name, so That's I right. got the credentials. Mine is, uh, yeah, mine is a mine is a bit of a change from the name, but uh, was anglicized when they came over. Uh, but it was, well, yeah, sellout. Something ah, like eight years home? ago for one side of my family, and the other side of my family was. A long, long, long time ago. So uh, that's where we're at. Today is Wednesday, March 17th, and we've got a little bit of news and some rumors. Rumors. Yeah, so the rumors are interesting. Um, but first, we're going to say uh, happy birthday to <gasps> Finn. I'm going to say that a couple times this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Are you talking about the great John Boyega? I am talking about the great John Boyega. So, Well, happy birthday, John Boyega. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Woohoo! So that's our I, first. I'll bit. tell you. Yeah. Since, uh, and if you've listened to our other podcasts, our certain point of view, then by now you know I'm tend to interrupt. Um, my favorite Finn moment is in Rise of Skywalker when he and uh, Poe are talking. Uh, they crash the uh, the Falcon on the moon of Endor, and you know where the the part of the Death Star is. And I can't remember what they say, but he and Dameron have this real tense moment um, where one of them puts his finger in the other's face and then knocks it out. That there is so much energy in that moment that it really made me. And I'm not trying to bash on Last Jedi or, or Force Awakens, but it showed me like the sort of presence that John Boyega and uh, I forgot the actor's name who plays Poe, but the energy that they could bring to the screen. And it, it did make me feel like, man, I wish I'd seen that more in last Jedi. but yeah, yeah. love that moment where they're both just really intense. Um, it, it's a great moment. And I wish I could remember the dialogue, but since this is right off the top of my head, that's my favorite Fed moment. Good. I like it. My I least like favorite it. is when he's in the suit with all the, tubes and he falls down and he looks silly and of course that's from the last jedi um but john boyega yay yay um so the next one that i've got here is uh, apparently there's a lego star wars vader's meditation chamber coming Ooh. um it is an adult build listed as an 18 plus build it's uh supposed to be around 70 dollars is the rumor 
or the, the rumored price. Um, well, I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but it's, yeah, that's right. If you're in, in America, you probably got some extra cash on you right now. Yep. Um, so that's that's there. So is that like the ultimate man cave? <laughs> Vader's meditation chamber. Oh yeah, I would say so. I would love it. He's in there in a, in a lazy boy, and it just comes down and closes up, and it's probably got you know gaming systems and screens everywhere. Well, you no, know it's got the giant screen right uh, in front of him. Heck yeah, yeah, my master. Uh, yeah, right on. Now you saw asteroids. Next one uh, in Eastern Russia. There's a. They built it. Yeah, they built a life-size razor crest. Uh, that thing is so cool. There it was it was really neat looking. So I recommend you check freezing. that out. There's not a lot that we can say about it without you going and actually looking at it. Yeah, it, it is um, cool though. They built a life-size razor crest, and uh, the thing I wonder about that is custom curved glass is a it costs a fortune as a guy who's restored some old vehicles uh that is some expensive stuff so that's really cool they went all out on that thing well and i've got to guess i mean if somebody built a life-size razor crest they've they've got to have at least some um expendable cash and yeah and, and likely some, some some big know-how um yeah so there's a good chance that you know this person could could work in an auto shop i didn't read much about who the person was but that could be something that they do. But it's uh, definitely cool. It's yeah, definitely it what I want in my backyard. I want a Millennium Falcon and a Razor Crest. I'd rather yeah. have the Millennium Falcon. Of course. Or a of Slave course. One. Well, the Millennium yeah. Falcon gives you more room than, than either. If, if oh, you, you I know, would When you can't make leave. your house payments, you could just live in the Millennium Falcon. So the last one we've got here, this is a big, big rumor. Um, I've seen this in a few places, but the majority of them are not the most reputable sites. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they're right. They could be right on this one. But, uh, you know, when you take every rumor and post it as if it's true, then sometimes you're going to be right. Yeah. So um, I brought here the off-the-wall Star Wars back in action. Uh, there are some rumors that the original 1978 holiday special, along with a couple of the Wookiee um, movies, and uh, Ewok. Caravan of Courage. Yeah, the Ewok yeah. movies. Um, that were original from... Are you, re- are, you, are you impressed? I remember the name. Yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the other one, though. There was two of them. Yeah. So there's rumor that they're going to show up on Disney+. Plus. Um, dun, dun, dun. So I, I I stress that as rumor what because the- they don't truly fit. Oh, also the Gennady. I was about um, to say, there's a, I Clone think Wars. there's a bigger... That was part thing. of the same rumor. Yeah, the, the Gennady Clone Wars, the one from uh, 2000... Tarkovsky, I, I can never, and I feel bad because I don't mean to butcher the guy's name, but uh, yeah. the same guy who did like Samurai Jack. Um, right. I love his his work. Um, yeah, it is, as a matter of fact, but a lot of that doesn't why, fit truly as canon, and that's why I question yeah. whether Disney Plus is going to actually post it. Um, it and, would be cool if they did like a Myths of the Star Wars Galaxy section. I would love that. that I, I think it'd there. be. I think it'd be wonderful. Yeah, um, I think because I definitely don't want the holiday of, special to yeah. be canon, <laughs> right? Well, I, I don't know um, that it can be. There's pieces of each of those that that, that really, are already yeah. countered in canon, so it's yeah, um, maybe not in the Ewoks because they're their own story. But it's funny timing because um, that's my daughter. As much as she loves Star Wars, we've never watched the uh, the original Clone Wars cartoons together. She's never seen them at all, in fact. And I have them on DVD. And uh, for the last week, we've been like, okay, tonight we're going to watch them. Okay, tonight we're going to watch them. And something keeps coming up. But tonight, supposedly, when we finish recording, that's what we're doing, is watching the uh, the old Kennedy 
Tarkovsky or I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we're going to watch those. That sounds awesome. Yippee. Let's get on with it then. Um, yeah. We are going to make – this is sort of what we've been doing with the show the last couple of episodes, but we're trying to uh, – you know, one of our goals, we're a little uh, long-winded as Star Wars fans. Um, you know, we, we have a, a tendency to ramble, and we're trying That's for this show to really keep people caught up on the Star Wars comic books that are current and and get through it so you know what's going on in that area and you can get back to listening to our certain point of view like you want to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's our that's our ultimate goal. Mainly really because, just- and see, this is me rambling. Mainly because of how much it adds to canon. Um, somebody asked. Uh, I was on a Star Wars you know thread, and somebody mentioned something like, "Whatever happened to this or that or the other?" And I was able to answer it because I had been reading the comics, and I'm like. So yeah, this is a great place if you don't have time to read the comics, but you just want to be you know up on your Star Wars information. This is what we're here for. Yep. I actually had that conversation today on another site that somebody posted. They said, "Why is nobody talking about the Doctor Aphra comic?" Um, and they what they saw was the cover art for issue number eleven. Now, issue number eight for Doctor Aphra comes out next week. Issue number eleven comes out June thirtieth this year. Um, and so I posted right away. I said, "We will be talking about it, but it's not here yet." Um, we're a few months away, but the Dr. Afra conversation on Force Lore Comics will be two weeks from today if you want to tune in, and we can talk all about that and, and those rumors, and we'll get there when we do. So um, that's really why we're here. So we want to streamline this a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to give the credits because we have to give the credits. That's important um, to the artists that are here. Uh, the We're going to give the setup, kind of what happened in the last issue-ish or a couple of issues, depending on which books we're talking about. Um, yeah. Because I think that's important for you know for you know what's going on, and then we're going to do a full, relatively quick story recap. I don't want to go into all the details. If you want the details, um, you know, grab the book and read it. I don't want to go too yeah. too specific until we get to the major stuff. But we're going to full recap, and then we'll jump into some details that we want to talk about. So that's our that's our plan. And here we go with Star Wars. Our show notes are copied over from last time, and they say the High Republic, but this is Star Wars <laughs> um, issue number twelve. Operation Starlight, Reflections of the Lost. Yeah. Um, part, we are, three, part four. Part four of the Operation Starlight arc. Um, yep. Yeah, this is this is Reflections of the Lost. So we're, we're still on track. This was released one week ago today, March 10th, and was written by the great... Charles Soule? Charles Soule, yeah. Um, he wrote Light of the Jedi. He did some work in the uh, Death of Wolverine books in Marvel. Wolverine Spoiler. Uh, last year there was, or a couple years ago, there was a Death of Wolverine uh, story yeah. arc. So just saying. They kill um, off every superhero at some point and bring them back. Yeah. Art by Ramon Rosonis or Raymond Rosonis. And the colorist was Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, again, and I say again because we talked about issues one through eleven. I guess I should say that the last two episodes of our certain point of view have been about issue numbers uh, one through eleven of Star Wars because we wanted a full recap before we got into these. Um, and this one was interesting because the cover art, which I liked the cover because it had a very Hoth feel, and we find out why. But um, yeah. the cover art had three credits. It had uh, I'm going to try to say these names: uh, Carlo Pagulian, Jason Paz, and Rain uh, Barreto. Or Barreto. I think he did good. One of them. Um, so there were three people credited with the cover art, which I thought was interesting because when you have a single, you know, item to make like that, especially as an artist, I imagine that that working together to create that would be difficult. 
Yeah. You know, who's doing which part and how do you like, I don't know, unless they had very different jobs of someone's just creating the, the faces and someone's creating the background and someone else is putting them all together and coloring. So they look the same. Like that's how I imagine it, but I don't know. I'm interested. Uh, maybe we can get these three on the show and we'll talk to them because I would love to hear that. Um, Jim and I like to do a bit of art ourselves. Jim is, is very good. I like to sketch a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm not very, very good. I can sketch this one particular tree, like, like you wouldn't believe, but the problem (laughs) is the tree that I sketched doesn't exist. (laughs) I got really good at the trunk of one tree and it's major branches, but then it's the minor branches and the leaves I, I've noticed definitely come from another tree. And I'm I'm always sketching a tree that doesn't exist. So it's <laughs> anyway. What's the point of art? Yeah, that's right. Um here we go. Let's talk about our setup, Jim. What's going on prior uh, to this the, issue? The evil Commander Zara. She uh she's been hunting down the rebels and we saw her do a face to face with Leia and kind of express how much she wants to I guess kill but slowly torture Delay to death, but yeah, they're hunting down the remnants of the rebel fleet, uh, one division at a time. And we know that they were able to do this because they cracked their codes and could track their transmission. So every time they transmit, the Empire would show up and destroy a rebel. But then the last time, the rebels use it to trap and uh, kind of uh, you know give the the Empire a bit of a bloody nose. Um, and C-3PO is able to come up with a uh, using an ancient dead language. He's able to come up with a new code for the rebels to use. Yeah, and this was really awesome because, uh, well, they did this whole, like, I forget the, the number of the droid. I just had the books open, and God, I, I forget the to. number of the droid. Uh, Mark II. It was, it was a Mark something. I think it was Mark II. Something, but it, it had a, It was Mark II. I got my, my notes right here from last week. Okay, yeah, see, it, was Mark, it was the Mark II talker droid. Yeah, and they called it a talkie. It was the, it's basically C-3PO said it was his, one of his predecessors. Um, like yeah. an ancient predecessor, yeah. Yeah. So it had this ancient language in it, and they wanted to use that, and then the droid kind of went all, um, if you follow Marvel, which you should, because this weekend um, something amazing is happening, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But <clears throat> this kind of an Ultron-style droid, like this thing woke up and had like a whole weird Ultron personality where you're like, where did this personality come from? Which, with the old talkie droid, it kind of makes more sense with Ultron. I wasn't sure how it got such a snarky attitude. Um, was evil. I understood the evil. It was the snarkiness that I didn't. Okay. Anyway, well, um, it was created by Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tony not snark, if you will. Well, yeah, I guess so. That's true. He had that. That's right. He said he had that kind of built into him. Yeah, I mean, he was a Jarvis yeah, hybrid. Yeah, good call. Anyway, yeah. um, so when they were trying to get the info out um, through to the rest of the fleets or the rest of the divisions in the fleet. Um, one member of the new Starlight Squadron, her name is Shara Bay. She is the wife of Kess Dameron and mother of Poe, who we just talked about, uh, yeah. was lost to the Empire. And you know how Star Wars is. They keep saying stuff like that. She's lost. Um, yeah. You know, they put it in the writing. They're like, she was lost in this mission. The actual quote was, and- cost the squadron their leader. And I was like, so... They're, they're definitely were hedging on whether or not she was dead. Right. That's how they wrote at the it at of the this. beginning yep. of this book. Yeah. So that was kind of there. Um, now, the opening to this book was really cool because we finally, after all this time of the fleet being split up and they di- can't get in touch with each other, they can't communicate with each other because they're getting torn apart by uh, Tarkin's Will is the Star Destroyer that Commander Zara is on. Um, we open up and it says 
the fourth and seventh divisions of the rebel fleet. So it really right away says they're together, which is awesome. Yay. And uh, we get a sad cast because he misses Shara Bay, wants to know where she is, but there's no information. And he says, I'm going to go to the observation deck. Yeah. So he goes there, runs into our favorite general, Leia. Leia Organa. Yeah. Um, and they get to talking, and their conversation really is the entire book. Um, yeah. They talk about how they met and kind of fell for – actually, his is kind of a how he met Shara Bay, and hers is really how she fell for Han. Yes. Because um, we've seen the meeting of her and Han, but really the part that's not explained is is how they how they fell for each other. Yeah. Um, so where was he? Well, they were on a planet. I don't know this planet. Galator 3? Yeah, something I, new. I, I thought that was interesting. Guess, yeah. And they were doing something called crest racing, which is like pod racing, but on the water. Yep. Um, and it was pretty cool. And it was a gambling thing. And uh, I can't remember what Kess was there celebrating, but uh, somebody's wedding. Actually, somebody's wedding. Remember. The other person and that he was with was getting married. So they, he he had a little bit of money and he laid a bet on this uh, on this ship and it wins uh, barely you know the pilot risks their life and we it turns out that the pilot is Shara Bay yeah. so he goes down there to to introduce himself and kind of say thanks that's how and they meet it was just yeah. kind of he said he said I don't even really know why I went down there I guess just to say thanks for the you know little win on the money and she's like well since you won some money how about you buy me a drink and uh, yep. So it was it was cool. I liked it a lot. I mean, you can they actually did a really good job with him, um, and that, you know, I, I don't know how to, to say this. So I that that dumb guy look on his face, you know, like when she took her helmet the, off, and yeah, he was just the, like you know awestruck. I yep. guess would have been a better way to say it. The, um, that was well drawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did a really great job with that. It's one of those things. Like I said, the comic books are phenomenal. And these people that are working on them um, really pay attention to to what they're doing. We try to bring that out for you if you're not. Um, into reading that or or just you know can't spend on it or whatever um so that's his story and then they go to leia and she talks about hoth so this was really exciting for me because we get an opportunity to go back to hoth we had some hoth moments in the previous star wars run books um which were the lead up in between uh new hope and empire strikes back and now we're back on Hoth, and we get a brand new story, something that happened, and you know how it happened and why it happened. And basically, Han was miserable there because he was not a fan of the cold, and he was complaining about it constantly. Um, and I don't know about you, but I was expecting her to say he hated it, he hated it, he hated the cold, he hated the cold. But I saw what he did when Luke needed him, and he went out in it. That was my expectation as I was reading it first. I thought they were going to go right into uh, Empire. Yeah. When he was going he out can't to Luke. survive past the first beacon, yeah. But but, but I'll see you later. No, it's not the story yeah. they tell. Um, I'll see you somewhere else. Somewhere else, yeah. And so at this point, he. Uh, well, so we they, find out that the, the entire base is at risk. The entire base is at risk. Yeah, the reactor is is breaking down. Yeah, the, that keeps the heat on in the whole place. Yeah. Um, so it's all coming apart. Everybody's getting shoved into ships because the ships can withstand the cold, of course. Um, and the ships are, are obviously powered up and running their own heat systems and or whatever they need to run to keep everybody kind of alive. And then they get to a point where it seems like it's going to explode, but this is a little later. So they find out that the reactor 
has a bit of an old YT2600. Is it 2600? I, I wrote that so, down yes. after I read it, and I forgot to go back and double check. It's an old Corellian system. It is. Old I Corellian think that's system. Right. Yeah. Um, similar in make to the uh, to the Millennium Falcons model. I like the fact that Han pointed out that it was actually newer than the Millennium Falcons model, but yeah. it was similar. Yeah. So it gives me a hint that the how old the Falcon is. Yeah, which is a nice. It was. Yeah. It was nice. Um, but that means he's familiar with it, and it means he has spare parts for it, for this reactor that's failing. And if this and thing he fails, he said, "I have spare parts for everything on my ship." <laughs> so yeah. it was. And if this thing fails, that's the end yeah, of the space, and up. they have to go. <laughs> and um, I guess it's nuclear powered because they said it'll blow up half the base and irradiate the other half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and that it's was failing it. specifically because it's cold. Um, they weren't. This system wasn't designed to operate in the cold. It wasn't adapted um, as well to what it needed to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which was everything on Hoth. This Hoth was a, a rough place. But he went yeah. and uh, got to a point where it didn't seem like it was going to work, and he ordered the entire fleet um, out and away yeah, while he stayed to work on it. Like he could have left he in time Chewy. to evacuate, Don't but they decided. And he and Chewie, yes. Um, Decided to stay to try to fix it, and of course they were successful. And so Leia instantly fell in love with Chewbacca. But Chewbacca, as we found out in the 1978 <laughs> holiday special, has a family, so she settled for yes. Han. Now she, she, but this was the <laughs> moment where he really pushed. Um, he pushed forward, and, and she saw that. Basically, she saw what they did a really good job in Solo of showing is that Han Solo is a hero. And she says it. She says he's a yeah. he's a smuggler, so he forces himself to kind of have that persona. But yeah. Han Solo is a hero. Um, he's a rebel, and he, he can't not be a hero, but he yeah. can try to mask it and hide it. And that's what he does she, all the yeah, time. Yeah, she said something along the lines of, of smuggler is what he chooses to do. Smuggling is what he chooses to do, but a hero is what he is. Um, something like that. It's It's a really good line. Yep. Probably should have written it down. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was, uh, it's it's good. Um, So that's that's where we pretty much wrap up this issue. Oh no, it's not. I didn't talk about. Yeah, yeah. So those those were the two (laughs) flashbacks. So we we got uh, uh, Dameron's guest Dameron's flashback to meeting his wife and Leia's flashback to when the moment she really fell in love with Han on Hoth. (laughs) And now we're back in the uh, observation deck, and they get news. Yeah, they do. A transmission has come in. Sharabay. Yeah. So she's alive. We have confirmation. And not only is she alive, she's hidden aboard the Star Destroyer where her ship was wrecked. Um, and they did a really good job explaining that, too. And they show you her little cubby that she's tucked out for herself where nobody yeah, goes because cool. um, Star Destroyers are huge. And it was it was just neat. And yeah, she's been yeah. stealing some stuff. Yeah, she's been, she's been tapping into Imperial Secrets and stuff, and that's where they leave us hanging, just like she's like, I've got news, and dun-dun-dun, to be continued. Yeah. So, so very, very that's cool. That's a recap. Yep. Um, and that's what, we, that's what we find out. So, uh, we talked about the one line that was great. I want to talk about my favorite line, and that was by Kess, and it was during his flashback he said it. Oh, no, it wasn't. He was talking about his flashback. He said he didn't yeah. take a lot of uh, a lot of credits with him when they went to the to the gambling planet or wherever they were, um, and he says, "Don't gamble what you can't afford to lose." And I thought that was a that's just a a good general line like to have anyway. I, um, it's not my favorite moment, but I like that one. 
Yeah, the I, line I got, just stuck out to me, and I think it stuck out to me because there are a few states here where they recently legalized some new forms of gambling that weren't legal before, and yeah. the advertisements for them have been ridiculous, um, yeah. almost to the point of dangerous. Because I hear them saying things like, "Oh yeah, it'll just cost you a buck, and you could win a hundred or a thousand or whatever," and yep. then all of a sudden the prices change and people are hooked on gambling so this just came up in this time for us and and i was like yeah don't don't do that um so that's all what was your favorite scene well i'll give you my my honorable mention first okay. uh, since you're talking about uh Kest Dameron. i did love that um he talked about you know he's a ground pounder he's a he's a he's a soldier he's not a pilot so he goes to the observation deck to to watch because then he feels like at least he can monitor what's going on in space battles. But he pulls out a hollow of Poe. Yeah. And he talks to it and he's like, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's just a hollow. It's not a communicator because they can't transmit. Um, but he, I just thought that was really cool. Said that's what he would do during these battles is he would sit there and talk to Poe or in bad times, he would just sit there and talk to his, his picture or his hollow of Poe. But my favorite moment is really just kind of the entire Hoth flashback because it is a bit odd in the movies that we start with a new hope and there's this tension between Solo and Leia. And, you know, there is the the actors did a fantastic job of disliking each other, but creating like a romantic tension at the same time. I mean, they really did a fantastic job of that. And, And even more so in Empire Strikes Back to the point that, you know, the frozen and carbonite scene when he says, you know, I love you, I know, you you buy it, you, you buy into it. But if you really stop and think about it, it's like, okay, wait a minute, when did that happen? And at and no I love point, I'm going to say real quick, sh- at no point does the I know come off as, of course you do, that's just you loving me, whatever. Like, it, yeah, it was very clear that I, I know that you do and, and we're on the same page. Like it was just, Yeah. So it was Han's way of saying I know. Like as in to him, he doesn't need to say it. Right. He's just recognizing we we love each other. It, yeah. yeah, it's so it beautifully awesome. done. Um and to this day it's one of the most iconic moments in movie history. Um but the fact that we now got to see because if you do step back and think about it rationally, it's like, well, why did Leia fall in love with Han? Because we fall in love with Han, but like this is like to the point where she risks her life and even leaves the rebellion temporarily to save him from Jabba. And this flashback tells us why. Yeah, um, we actually see you know her fall in love with them in a way that makes sense and is very organic. Um, so that's my favorite part of this comic book is is understanding, <coughs> excuse me, or rather adding that depth to their relationship. So, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next uh, next issue so we can find out what it is that Shara's been doing on this uh, the scary Star Destroyer, Tarkin's Will. I have sad news will, for you. Will we don't of get another Star Wars issue for the month until, of April. We don't see it until oh, May. Oh. Um, it. So what's yeah. next? So over the next few weeks, we've got uh, an issue of Bounty Hunters coming out, Bounty Hunters number 10. After that, we already talked about Dr. Afra number eight. On March, that's March 24th, uh, uh, today, I'm sorry, today, Bounty Hunters number 10 is available. Dr. Afra okay. number eight is next week. So obviously, we'll be a, a week behind talking about to these. On March 31st, there's, first, there is no new Marvel Comics release. I believe there's an IDW Star Wars Adventures, which is the all ages book um, coming out. And those have been awesome lately. 
Um, definitely worth the reads. They are putting some some good time into those. I don't know if the IDW books fall exactly in canon or if they're meant as you know side stories for for younger viewers and readers. Um, but I, they seem to fit, and they don't tend to counter um, everything that's going on, except for like you know some of the creepy ones, the Vader's castle and stuff like that. So that's some of them might be canon, some of them might not. I think it's a it's kind of a Depends on the, the series. Um, I gotta find more more about that. If you know more about that, please let us know. Yeah. You can reach us at uh, our certain view on Twitter or at Force Lore Comics on Twitter, and also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Our Certain Point of View for Positive Star Wars. So reach on out to us and uh, and let us know. Anywho, next week we're going to talk about that Bounty Hunters number 10 book that comes out today or that did come out today. Um, our certain point Yay. of view did not do a big long recap of the one through nine for Bounty Hunters because uh, we have some other stuff that we're talking about this week. But we'll do a slightly longer recap of the you know previous nine, just an overview of what's been happening um, to get you set up for Bounty Hunters number 10. And then we'll talk about that. And I think that's where we're at. Uh, Hope you like what you hear. Right. If you like what you hear, leave us a positive review wherever you listen. Thumbs up, like it, five stars, ten stars, whatever your subscribe. whatever your catcher has. Subscribe to it. Um, we're working on the YouTube channel, so hopefully that'll be up and running soon. And uh, also, if you like what you hear, tune in this weekend to our certain point of view. Uh, we'll be starting up episode seventy-one. And talking about some of the women of Star Wars. Yeah. That's our plan for for this weekend. So that'll be available as well. Um, Hope you liked it. Reach out to us if you have something you want to talk about. And uh, have a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. This is the way. This is the way we've spoken. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. And also with you. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I am Tim. I'm Jim. This has been Force Lore Comics. Yahoo! Bye-bye. Bye.